Welcome to the Erasmus Foundation podcast. My name is Paul Nugent. Are you looking for answers to life and its meaning? Then this may well be the very podcast you need to listen to. In a series of podcasts, we are going to look at the difficult questions of life and apply spiritual knowledge to find out the answers. Hello. Today, we're going to look at the subject tapestries. And for a change, I'm going to go and join the panel. And Pat is going to ask the questions. So without further ado, over to you, Pat. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Thank you. So yes, I'll be um, asking the questions tonight. And it was thought it might be an idea that Paul could join the panel and contribute to the panel this evening because over the years, Paul has always had uh, a very in- inquiring line of questioning about the tapestry. And through all the questions over the years that he's asked and the answers he's got from Spirit, I think we've all um, learned an awful lot about it. So, so Paul is a poacher turned gatekeeper this evening and certainly doing the, the opposite role that he normally does. So that being the case, I shall, I shall go to you, Paul, first of all, and simply ask what do we mean when we talk about a tapestry in the, in the context of the teachings we received here at the Foundation? Well, thank you, Pat. The tapestry, as far as I know, and as much as I know, because over the years I have asked a lot of questions, it is a fascinating subject. That's why I've been asking these questions for so long. We've had some really good responses and clarity on the subject. So a tapestry is basically a blueprint for life. On the earth today, every individual has a tapestry that they are living to. Now, occasionally, just for completeness, an ancient, ancient spirit does take a life on the earth without a tapestry, but that is incredibly rare. And maybe if we look at the world today, it may be less than a handful, maybe none at all, I don't know. So what is a tapestry? What is a blueprint? Well, if you imagine a tapestry, the stitchcraft tapestry that people get in shops and they have different threads to colour it in and to make it complete, and out comes a picture. Well, that would be a tapestry, but without any wriggle room whatsoever, because the tapestry that we live has choices that we make. We have to do things in this life. We have to meet people in this life. That's all on the tapestry for us. There are hardships, difficulties, struggling occasions that we need to go through in this life. It's all tapestried and it's tapestried for a reason. It's tapestried because we in spirit will take a life And that life is the tapestry I'm talking about now. 
And through that tapestry, through the work we do, through the weaving of that tapestry, we will gain experience, knowledge, and spiritual growth. So basically that is what the tapestry is for and what it is. There are several things on the tapestry that are fixed in place, or two of them in particular. One is the start of the tapestry, and I'm sure someone will talk about that in due course, and the end of the tapestry. And that is where people will leave the body and return home. That is their key to going home, back to whence they came. And the method of leaving the body is fixed and meant to be, whether it is through illness, whether it is through sickness and um, murder, even suicide, accident, anything. These are the reasons why people go home and they are what's fixed on that tapestry in order for us to go home. There are also freedoms of choice within that tapestry, which, again, are points within your life where you have to take a a choice, you make a choice, and that choice is one where no one, no spirit, no earthly human being is supposed to help you because it's entirely your choice. Just briefly mention that. They are freedoms of choice. So I will stop there, but that is basically the structure of a tapestry, vaguely, in so much that that is what we live in order to grow spiritually. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much. Now, Corrine, are there other sorts of tapestries, larger tapestries that an individual tapestry may be part of? Well, yes. As Paul has explained to us, nothing is by coincidence or by chance in life. And it can be that we meet some people and this will not be by chance. It will be tapestried because either we will live for some time with this person. They can be husband, wives. Um, How many children you may have is on the tapestry as well. So you will meet this person absolutely not by chance, not by coincidence. There is the overall tapestry a general, universal um, tapestry. And this huge plan was conceived by the great mind a very, very, very long time ago. And each individual tapestry is linked to that overall tapestry. So with the freedoms of choice, we can say that not all is predestined. And be it in the individual tapestry, 
as well as the tapestry for this world, for the earth. There are also tapestries for groups. For example, there is a collective tapestry for the foundation. And each person, each individual tapestry for the people who attend the foundation, there is a link between their individual tapestry and the collective tapestry of the Erasmus Foundation. So, as you say, there are individual tapestries, collective tapestries, and there is the overall tapestry. We will choose a tapestry according to our level of evolution. So, when we wish to live a life on Earth, we go to a special place and we are proposed perhaps three different tapestries and um, most of time, I believe, with guidance, we will then choose the tapestry that is the one uh, according to our level of evolution. Excellent. Thank you very much, Corinne. Thank you. Now, Julia, we are at home. That is our where we are most of the time. And we have been told by spirit about what home is like. And it is very peaceful, very pure, very truthful. It sounds a wonderful place. Why, why do you think we would want choose a tapestry and when we look at the tapestry and see that it may be quite difficult or quite painful well i think right from the very beginning when we are first culled by the great mind as a young spirit within each of us there is almost like an inbuilt desire to want to progress spiritually and of course, we get a lot of tuition from Almatia and his helpers on the first plane at home before we ever go forward and choose a life. So we have a lot of um, tuition to make us ready. But I think because of this understanding at home that, you know, there is a purpose and a reason for living somewhere else and to be tested because it evolves us and progresses us as a spirit. This is something that's seen in a very clear way. And there is an acceptance that there'll be challenges and difficulties within a life. And this is completely understood and accepted. So we are, of course, just simply spirit and simply mind at home. So how we might think of this situation when we are on the earth with a brain and we might think, well, why on earth would I choose a life where, you know, I might murder someone or I might be very poor. I might have suffer a lot of disease, for example. These are things that would be looked at very differently at home because we understand that in order to fully evolve as a spirit and perhaps one day become an ancient, we need to see all, be all, and 
I can't remember the third one. Dual. Dual, that's it. Thank you, Pat. So this is completely accepted at home, even by a young spirit, I believe. And as Karina says, there is some guidance. I believe this is when you're a younger spirit in particular in choosing a life. And it is given to the young spirit to perhaps believe that they have made the choice. But I think there is a certain guidance to help them along their way in the first two lives. Thank you. Thank you very much, Julia. Now, Paul, uh, I was reading a little bit about the tapestry um, before this talk. Um, and I was, Erasmus gave a, a short talk that has been trans, transcribed into one of our publications, uh, New Horizons. And I was reading on that in preparation for this. And I found it interesting that he opened and closed that short talk he gave about the tapestry with reference to simplicity. And I wondered, do you feel that through your um, work you've done on this within your mind, that you could say that you have found a simple way now? Well, Pat, I think what I'd like to say at this stage is it's an incredible situation to find yourself in, that you are living the life that has been designed for your purpose alone. And that's true of everybody else living on this planet. The great mind cares so much about us all. He designs these individual tapestries purely for our use, for us to grow spiritually. Now, when you talk about simplicity, for me, they don't appear to be simple. To me, they don't. It's, it's an incredible design. Without any doubt, my mind, probably the combination of all the minds on this planet, would not even begin to understand how this works. But it is simple if we allow it to be. There's a phrase that we've used before in previous podcasts, and that is going with the flow. And I think if you're sensitive and go with the way that the flow of the tapestry is going, then life would be much easier for you. But if you fight it, if you think you know better than the way the tapestry has been designed then you may find yourself in what I would call a cul-de-sac, in so much that you have no way of, of to get through it without changing your attitude or changing your direction. And the attitude and the direction that I'm talking about is to get you back into the tapestry and back on the path that you should have taken in the first place. So it, it is simple in so much that it, it's a, a simple plan that is, it's many different decisions to be made, definitely. But it, it is simple in its idea. That's what I'm trying to say. But the concept of it, the way it's been done is just mind blowing. And uh, I, I, I feel when I, 
talk about tapestries, when I discuss with others, I, I get the beginning, the sense of what is meant by the great mind. Very good. Thank you very much, Paul. That was lovely. Corinne, I wonder, as we have said, we, we are at home and we are in light. Why do you think a spirit would choose to take a, li a life in darkness that may be very dark and do an awful lot of damage to other people and ultimately themselves? One should remember that evil is acceptable to the great mind. So when we are spirit at home and we might choose a, a life that is very dark because it is an experience certainly we need to go through. How could one know evil if one has never touched evil, really? As Julia has said, to become wise and an ancient, one needs to have been all things. Therefore, I am believing that it is necessary to have had at least one, perhaps more, tapestries where we have been dark and where we have practiced perhaps uh, bad things because this will teach us what it is to be evil. And all tapestries, all the lives the great mind offers to us to live, to be lived on the earth are a matter of learning, learning and growing spiritually. So certainly if it was necessary, then a spirit will choose such a life. An evil life might teach a very great deal to others as well. Perhaps we learn more from our enemies than uh, from our friends. Because it is when others make our life more difficult that we are going to search for strength and that we are going to, to develop spiritually. Thank you, Corinne. That's very interesting. Julia, I was just thinking, um, do you think there are times in our life when instinctively we may be picking up that we are, even if it's a concept we haven't been introduced to or we don't quite understand, that we are going off from our tapestry and not walking the road we, we should be on? Well, I think with our teachings of the tapestry here, I think, yes, probably we might recognise that. But, you know, these freedoms of choice are a very important part of our tapestry. Um, they are the times in our tapestry which are very much linked 
to the purpose of the life. And this would be seen by us before we chose it. Um, and I, so I think at home, obviously, as I say, we have acceptance of all that. With the knowledge that we've been given here, um, yes, I think when we make a decision in a freedom of choice, which at some point we need to do to move forward, I think we probably instinctively know if we've made a right choice or a wrong choice. And there's no judgment about this because at the end of the day, rightly or wrongly, the important thing is that we've learned something. And if we have made what we believe and feel is a wrong choice, then a little bit further down the line in our life, there'll be another freedom of choice. And it is very likely to be something similar um, that will test us in a similar way. And if we've been honest with ourselves and recognised that we made a wrong choice before, hopefully we'll make an, a correct choice at this next time of decision-making. So it's a wonderful um, design, really. The great mind has great concern for us. Above all, he has such patience, and it really isn't important, as I say, whether the decision is right or wrong. At the end of the day, we make some progress in a life, and it doesn't really matter as well how many lives it takes to work through particular weaknesses or flaws. So um, I think perhaps the older you are spiritually, you might have a little bit more of an instinctive feel about where your life is and perhaps whether you're on the right path or not. But we all need to be tested in a life. This is why we take a life. Um, we all have challenges. And I understand from what we've been taught by spirit that the nature of a test is that we are right in the middle of it before we perhaps realised we are being tested. So we're all going to go through these sorts of things, but a younger spirit will be tested in a way to challenge them to their level. And a, an older spirit will be given a much harder test. And that is obviously very logical um, because we are ready for a harder test. So I think instinct probably improves with perhaps age of spirit, possibly, but also perhaps how truthful you are with yourself, because that is so important in life. And I think if you are a thinking person, I think, you know, hopefully you will find some truth and give that to yourself at least, and then endeavour to perhaps make changes in your life if you feel you need to. If you feel and believe you've made a right choice, I think, as has been mentioned, you probably are going with the flow. Probably life is feeling uh, peaceful and smooth, and you probably get this feeling that the choice you've made was correct. And I'm sure there's lessons within that as well. A couple of things I was just thinking, maybe a little of the link with home while we are here living a life on the earth. Um, one thing is we are connected to the great mind. I believe it's in the form of like a silver cord because um, the great mind in the form of the crystal is at the very centre of the universal tapestry. And each tapestry 
has a link to that great mind, which I think is rather wonderful. And also at home um, in Maltelaria, um, where the tapestry is as it is being lived, and you you simply have a, a an imprint of that tapestry in your mind while you are here on the earth. They do keep, if you like, tabs on how we're doing, which um, is quite nice, really. They obviously concerned for how we're all doing on the earth, no doubt. So, and we are all in a way one big family here in this overall tapestry of, of our earth, all trying to do the best we can and and perhaps in a way having more of an impact on others living their lives, perhaps more than we realise, because we might impact on one that might then impact on another, and this could go widespread all around the earth, really. So I think the link with each and every one of us living on the earth at the moment and our link with the great mind and with home should be a bit of a comfort for us, I think. That's great, Julia. That's really great. There was something that I wanted to mention. I don't know if anybody would like to answer this or pick up on it. I certainly thought about a lot uh, in my um, early days coming into the foundation. And that was when we thought about why a spirit, why a spirit would take a life that may uh, manifest in um, being a, a a life that would last for six months. So a baby dying and left with heartbroken parents or a a life that somebody was severely disabled and unable to talk and apparently communicate and needed 24-hour care. What, why would a, a spirit take a life like that? Would anybody like to pick up on that? May I pick up on that? Please, that all right? Paul. Yes, yes. Okay, well, let's just look at the, the tapestry again in, in a, a broader sense. It is a method to allow us to live a life within the controlled environment, in a way. And we not only are tutors, we teach others by our behavior, but others do the same for us. And quite often, when we seem to learn the most are occasions when we are going through the most difficult times. Now, you mentioned the four-month child or however old the child was and died. Of course, that spirit within that four-month-old child has gone back home. No harm whatsoever. It's lived its four months and he lived it for a reason. And that was oddly enough, for his parents. Because, you know, don't get me wrong, I can't imagine how awful that would be for, for parents to lose their child. But it's an experience, and, and, a, and they will have to come to terms with it. And in coming to terms with that experience, they will grow spiritually and become stronger. And often people say it will either kill you or you'll get stronger. And I think that is the case, really. The, the people live their lives and grow, and others will live their lives in order to help others along the way. And I think that is the answer to your question. 
yes, that's really good, Paul. Now, before we finish, could we just ask Padina if she would like to say a few words to finish for us this evening? I think you have covered mostly all that should be said at this point. Really, that the great mind in his wisdom has created each and every tapestry for you to experience something, to ensure that it would happen within this life you are living, for you to experience something which is needful, to enable you to progress spiritually, and to evolve. So really, that is why spirits coming into a humanoid life within the earth require to live according to a format, a structure pre-designed by the great mind. One thing I just wish to add, and that is, as each spirit progresses, evolves, becomes more aged, the lives that are designed for that one to live, tapestried are to become more difficult, more challenging, as the spirit grows in age. Until one day, there may come a time when that spirit is so aged, so old, that they will face their last life on earth, and the tapestry for that life is going to be the most difficult, where everything may be thrown at that spirit in the form of tests and difficulties for them to work through. So this really might explain to some people why they may look at an individual upon the earth and think to themselves, well, that person is living an easy life, whereas another may be disfigured, might be disabled, might be following many difficulties in their life. And one could then assume, perhaps correctly, that within that body was quite an aged spirit. And I just wish to say thank you for all what you have said. And you have said it wisely and well. 
Thank you. The Erasmus Foundation is a spiritual teaching and healing foundation based in Laxfield, Suffolk, in the United Kingdom. We have a webpage, www.erasmus-foundation.org. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, or indeed have further questions for us, then please contact me on paul at erasmus-foundation.org and we'll do our best to accommodate you. Thank you very much for listening.